Okay, so I'll just look up for this vision. Um, at the Washington State property. As far as state property goes, it's one of those movies, and Benny Single is one of those people who, in Cleveland, where I grew up, was, like, you know, really known, like, not just for the movies and the music in real life. Like, where I come from, everybody was like, no, Benny really liked it in real life. Like, And, you know, you heard that about a lot of people, but it's like, for real, for real, you just, you know, it ain't really no smoke behind a lot of that stuff. And so, you know, when I'm just, like, encountering a lot of situations, I just wonder what's really true and what what hype you really can believe. Like, it's always, like, don't believe the hype. But all I know is growing up on state property, it was a few people who told me about that. I'm, like, I, all every single time I used to be introduced to hip-hop or rap, my, rap music, it was always from, like, the guys around me. Like, if it was my dad, it was my brothers or, you know, my brother's friends, etc., but, or even guys I've dated, but, you know, rarely did I find artists on my own, you know? And that really goes to R&B and a lot of other stuff too, but it's like, rarely did I find rap artists on my own. So I'd be introduced to this type of music and i analyze it and trying to get into it. It didn't, it wasn't hard to get into certain people's music, but it's just like, people always tell you like, this is good music, this is good. You know, this is this a good artist and stuff like that. So, you know, you just want to get into it based on what somebody else said. And really, I always wonder, like, do I really have an ear? Because I know I do. Like, in music class, my teacher told me, like, you got an ear. And I knew I had an ear. You know, like, before I really even picked up the violin, I could hear when it was out of tune to bring it to my teacher so that he could tune it for me. You know, I was trying to learn how to tune it for me. I was trying to learn music notes. I was trying to learn all this stuff. But I was being fought on all this stuff. So it was difficult for me to really, like, you know, use my musical genius growing up. And now I wonder if that even matter or play a part in what I'm dealing with right now. That being said, you know, I come from a family of artists on both sides. My grandmother was an actor. My uncle was an actor, and they was really good at it. I knew at five years old I was born to be an actor. But I never told nobody because we couldn't afford me being in acting class or nothing like that. And where I come from, it just didn't seem like me. That being said, you know, like, like this stuff just come natural for me, but I still never was afforded real opportunities. And now... The way stuff is introduced right now, I just feel like I don't even know if that's really what I want to, really what I want to do in my life, because, excuse me, because of all the stuff that goes on in the industry behind the scenes and how I feel like I'm being introduced to that before I'm even being introduced to real actual opportunities for my talent, and that's just sickening to me. I've always knew it was like that, and for years the Lord had me kind of like it was kind of teaching me about this kind of stuff. I'm watching State Property because I felt like the Lord was kind of guiding me to watch that. The reason why, because I kind of grew up on this movie. And there's different aspects about this movie that, like, I always think about all the time. Like, when I'm dealing with this situation, I'm going through these different things. What's happening is, like, I always hear get down or lay down. Like, that reminds me of Beans from State Property, get down or lay down and stuff like that. And even though that's movie stuff, you know, this stuff is happening in real life. You know, a lot of people are just like, you know... You just gon' 
get down or lay down. You're going to be down with my scar or you're going to die. And it's like, I always wonder why I do it in that situation. Like, what kind of person would I be? It really depends, like, because I've given my life to the Lord. And when it comes down to it, you know, I'll fight that hard like that for God, but for nothing else. Because nothing else in this world is worth fighting like that for. But now God placed me in a situation where it's like, I don't even know. I can't even tell sometimes what I'm fighting for because it feels like it's so mixed. Like, in order to get to God, I got to fight for this stuff because, you know, they must like my spirit or something. I don't know. But I would never worship nobody like God. I would never, you know, trade up on God. But I'm I'm just in this place where it's like, it's difficult. It's difficult for me because I don't understand, like, what really what God's wanting for me right now. I mean, I do, but at the same time, it's like a lot of stuff just not adding up or making sense. With that being said, you know, I was watching State Property because I felt led to watching. I was trying to get a word from it, but I was being fought on that, you know, different things around me. They just, I could never have nothing. <laughs> I can never, you know, get nothing God want for me to have because they so scared. They so scared. And I don't care what nobody say. They are scared. They are scared of God. They are scared that these lifestyles they leading are going to come back and bite. They are scared, which is why they fight people like me who is trying to pray, who is trying to get a word from God, who is trying to get people saved in the last days. They fight people like me with all they got, but they claim that they don't care about God and that God doesn't play a factor or that God cannot bring, you know, consequences to their actions. If that's really the case, leave God people alone because they shouldn't be bothering you then. But they were afraid of me from the moment I got here. They found me before I ever found them. They was watching me long before I ever knew they was. And that being said, you know, I see that I'm way more of a threat than they ever want me to know. But it was so many different things being revealed lately. And I just want to know and see what's really going to matter. So I'm trying to do this the right way. And I keep running into these issues and I keep trying they keep trying to push me out of my power that God has given me so they can do what they want to do with it. And like part of me just want them to just go ahead and do that. Because you know, if God really got my back, he's gonna make sure everything work out anyways. And I shouldn't have to keep on suffering and try to protect people from themselves. Let them go ahead and do whatever they're gonna do, tear whatever up they're gonna tear up, and then when they done, you know, do what I gotta do. Or not even really done, because they'll never be done. Just do what I got to do in the process. That's what I've been trying to do, stay out the way. And let them do whatever they're going to do while I do everything I can to get to God. But it's like, that's never enough. They can never, like, they never get enough. Like, they always coming back for more. They Like, Satan never leaves you alone. He just never leaves you alone. Like, he can never have something to be good, like. You've never done what a contract was saying. You sell yourself for, for one thing and he's it's never enough. He coming for everybody in your family or he coming for everybody in another family. Or you just going to have to get him families for the rest of your existence here. That's what saying is. I don't got time for that, you know. I had to fight him already because I'm with God. So, you know, having to fight him for somebody who can't stay away from him, that's, that's, like, that's tiresome and it's exhausting to me. And I don't think that that's God's will for my life. That being said, you know, that 
That being said, I want to talk about this vision I had. So I was thinking about Beans and Beanie Siegel and what, where he lay on the spectrum. Like, cause like different things have come into a perspective lately, but most of this stuff is like new stuff. And I heard a few times like, like y'all old. That's old people stuff. Like y'all ain't even this. This the wave now. These the trends and like a lot of people are not respecting. You know the cultures that really made them possible. You know the things that really paved the way for them. The sounds that they they really wasn't better than them before they even know it. Like your sound, different things about your sound, even though it may be original and individual and different, you never know how it influenced your sound to be what it is today because of what you grew up around listening to. Like even when you was in the belly, what your parents were listening to, stuff like that. So you really gotta respect people who paved the way for you today. And I just wonder about stuff like that and. You know, a lot of times people don't have no respect. They're always so much you're old and all this other stuff. Like, this culture is influenced by these older generations. But, you know, and these generations ain't even that old. That being said, I've always loved older music and older generations. And growing up in the late 90s, a lot of this, a lot of the music was influenced by people like Beanie Siegel, Biggie Smalls, Tupac, etc. People only want to talk about Tupac and Biggie. Like, they don't really want to know about all the rest of that stuff. And, you know... Like, that's boring to me, and that's, like, weak. It's weak to me. So I don't really like, you know, shallow, vain, like, conversations like that. You don't really want to know your history. You don't really want to know about these artists. You so, you so, like, I don't even know. You so influenced by the hype, but you're not, like, if you want to be influenced by the hype, at least know your history about the hype. You don't want to know nothing. Like, and it's just aggravating to me. To me, it's frustrating, but it's just no substance involved. That being said, you know, it's not a big deal to me because God has already led me away from this stuff and kind of showed me, like, you know, none of this stuff really matters. What matters is God. And once you come out of all this stuff altogether, that's when it'll really stop. You know, that's when you'll be able to get away from these crowds, crowds altogether. You know, I don't know if any of this stuff, any of this knowledge I even know about these artists and these different things even, like, you know, matter. I don't even know if this stuff will ever even matter compared to the future I'm supposed to be leading, so... That being said, I guess for right now, when I'm on this level right now where it's like I still can't be left alone, but also at the same time, they don't want me involved in. Excuse me, they don't want me involved in a lot of stuff. I guess it matters for now, but all I know is like, you know, it seemed like even though they still trying to make me seem as if I don't got no power, I can't do nothing, or nobody really respects me, or whatever, I don't play a part in nothing. All this other stuff, they they just don't want me a part of stuff. They still checking for me. They still trying to make sure I'm staying out of stuff. They still trying to watch me. And they still trying to, you know, ruin anything I touch like this. It's such a, it's such a, you know, goal to make sure I don't win. Me specifically, personally. Like, why is it such a goal so that, that I don't win? Like, why is it okay? Because nobody else carry the power that I carry, I guess. But that being said, you know, I like, if that would be the case, like, and I just got to fight everybody to win, that's supposed to be, oh, well, at least you got the chance. At least you got the opportunity. I don't want that chance. I don't want the opportunity. You can keep it. I don't know who told you that that's something you're supposed to be proud of or that's supposed to be a blessing. It's not. You know, at the end of the day, I'd rather y'all take everything y'all got and go, and I could just have God because that's really not no way to live. Why would I want to be tortured, you know, to be around you? Not that. I would be tortured for God, but I would never be tortured for you. You are nobody. That being said, you know, people always want to, they always want 
God's most loyal servants to worship them like God so that they can feel like God. And they think that I, you know, they didn't fool me or something like, no, nah, you know, it's, that's not what I'm doing. Or, you know, that's corny for you to say that that's what it is. That's what it is. You want to be worshiped like God. You ain't God. You jealous of God like Satan. You ain't, you're not, you're not pulling that. You think that you can beat God. You would never even step foot to God. You would never even, you would never even be in, mention the conversation of versus God. Like, come on now. He sent people for you. He probably sent me. You ain't that. You're not. But, you know, I just don't like, I'm just not trying to provoke people. You know, I just let God show them. And, it, and you know, God don't even stand behind all that provoking and, you know, stuff like that. Boast on God, but just get it done. You know, pray and be patient. Be quiet and be humble and know who God is. And that's all that matters. Let these people ruin themselves. You know, the best advice I got later, lately is, you know, to be the angry blind man. All you have to do is step out the way. You angry and you blind, you're going to fall into whatever it is you're trying to set up for me. I don't even got to put a hand on you. So that's that's all I, you know, that's what I need to focus on. That being said, you know, I had this vision. It was Beans, and I don't know how important this is, but Beanie Siegel showed up, and he was just like, and I just seen Biggie Smalls. And the thing about it, this is so crazy. This is so crazy. It's been this way for a while. You know, where it felt like I naturally gravitated towards the side of Tupac. But I never really took sides. And I don't think you're really supposed to. But it's like, but what do it matter what you're supposed to do? But it just don't feel like taking sides. It's like, right? Because they both great artists. And, you know, I, you would probably be influenced by Pinky just as much as Pac. Even if you're influenced by Pac more, I feel like we fell more to the realm of Pac. And that's something I've been questioning lately. So maybe this is something that the Lord wanted me to you know, wanted to expose me, not that it's super important, but the Lord, I've been asking the Lord for so many years, like, you know, as far as the Biggie and Tupac beef, how come it feel like I automatically fell into the side of Tupac? Not that I was like, not that I got anything against Tupac, you know, he's awesome and everything, but it's like, I just want to know why, sometimes I just wonder like why, you know, my family didn't like fall on the side of Biggie. Like, what was so influenced, what influenced my family and people around me so much about Tupac? That, you know, we fell, we naturally gravitated towards Pac instead of Biggie, you know? This is just certain things I just used to wonder. It's not that I wanted to pick or choose sides. It's just I didn't get a chance to really get to know Biggie music and get to know more about Biggie's background and know more about Biggie as awesome and as great as he was because of how influenced we were by Pac. It's almost like we felt like we had to choose sides and... I don't know if that's how everybody else felt, but that's just how it really was introduced. And it's fine because, you know, I never really chose for myself. And then when in the process of what I'm going through, you know, Pac shows up and says, I I, I was guaranteed that I would influence the, the mind that changes the world, even if I don't change the world. And you're that mind that's going to change the world. And I didn't know if he was talking to me or if he was talking to people around me or behind me. I don't know because it's all a setup and I'm blindfolded and I got ears, you know, I got hands covering my ears and I got to fight, you know, all these different people. I don't know what I'm fighting. I don't know. I'm being thrown into all these different things. Like people always trying to think for me and control my life. Let me do me, you know? And it's like, it's, it's like I said, it's no beef with pocket. 
his music was great and everything, but it's like I got different, you know. I wanted to know. I wanted to know. I want to know what I'm choosing. I want to know about Biggie. I want to know about both sides. I want to I want to give both sides a fair chance. Let me know the history behind Biggie. Let me know the history behind Pac. And then I'm, it's not that I'm going to choose sides, but at least I'll be able to compare, you know, logically, fairly. Like, I don't understand that. Like, people are just, I don't got to hear nothing about them. I choose this side. Why? Why you feel like you would just automatically choose this side without knowing nothing about that one? Like, I don't, I don't respect people like that because you let people think for you. You're not going to think for yourself. You're not going to try. So that that being said, you know, this thing been on my heart for a while. This thing really been on my heart for a while. And now I feel like I'm in an environment where it's like somebody else even chose this environment for me. Like other people around me talking about this is who you are and this is what you like me. And you like, I'm, how am I like you? What makes me like you? And it's not even on no fake stuff. It's not even on switching up on who I am. It's just like... What what determines that I'm like you? And every single time I look at the details of what makes them feel like I'm like them, it's all based on stuff I'm really not like. That's not even me. I'm different in other environments. I'm very different in other environments. You would not even be able to keep up with me in certain environments. But I'm supposed to be like you and I'm supposed to follow behind you. You are not slick. I know the kind of person you are. You see the potential of me being bigger and greater and you want me to fall behind you so you can keep me from being as big as I am. But every single time somebody notice the spark and the light in me like you notice, you're going to feel good because I'm behind you. When you know you could have never even kept up with me. You are not slick. You are not sick. I know people like you my whole life, and I do not respect that at all. Let me fly. Let me shine. If you're really confident who you are, you will be able to let me fly and shine. But you're not. That's why you're trying to keep me down, keep me behind you. You are afraid of who I will be. You are afraid that, you know, I won't be nowhere around you. I won't be nowhere near you, and I'll be doing so great on my own in an environment you could never even stand a chance in. Why are you holding me back from that? That's weird to me. That's so weak to me. And it's always, you know, a sign of what people are intimidated by, how people are intimidated by you. And, you know, what won't last. Because can't nobody keep you down forever. Period. That's just what it is. So I show up. I'm, I'm, I'm in this vision and I'm in this house and this place. And all I know is Benny Sickle, you know, he shows up and I see Pop, I see Biggie. Excuse me, not Pac. I see Biggie on the TV screen. He's like, it's about time. You know. And you know what? This is so crazy to me because my whole life I've been saying, like, it's more to it. It's something I need to know about Biggie. It's things I need to know about Biggie. It's like, I never really said I was against Biggie. I never can know about him. It's like, like, they keeping me away from Biggie. Not like it's just a whole new world. Like, Biggie's just so far different from Pac because they did beef, so they might have a lot in common, you know. It might not be super big differences about them. But it's just like, still, it's, I, why do I feel like I'm being kept from information or really delving into that information? I always had the chance and opportunity to, but it was just like, it's not time. And I still said it. I still said, no, it's not time. It's not time. And I felt it. Like, I felt it. Like, nobody's really holding me back, per se. But it's just, like, nobody is, you know, really encouraging it or supporting it either. As much as they support you knowing about pocket, supporting pocket, and all this other stuff. Like, I don't be respecting that kind of behavior. Like, 
Because I see that happen with me all the time. I'm different. So nobody ever encouraged nobody to support me or support my life or support my dreams. But they will encourage somebody else. I don't respect nothing about that. Nothing about that. And then people, they will always want to take credit for your greatness. But they will never want you to actually delve on it and become great on your own. Do not do me like that. Because, you know, I don't know, man. I think people, you know, I never wanted to let this world change me, and I never will. But, you know, people really want to, you know, people really want to see you change forever. The wrong way. Not for good, but for bad. That being said, you know, I seen Biggie on the TV screen, and I had seen him from this from this view for years, for a while. And what he's saying, it's like, it's about time you knew. But I'm not really trusting it. I'm like, it's so much more to it. And when it comes down to it, I know this Biggie and Pac beef is really not even a big deal. Or really like, you know, it's really not super genius in comparison to like what God is showing me about my people and the Bible and the Bible being black history, the fact that Jesus is black, the fact that we're the holy nation, all this stuff like this, like this Biggie and Pac beef is nothing on the scale of that, but unless it is and it's deep and it's really way deeper than that and it goes so deep to the point where you have to start comparing them to kings in the Bible and the beefs and the wars that, you know, we went through as a black, as a people, you know, and it just, just history repeating itself, how it always do, and how it might be compared to that, and my, how it may have something to do with that, you know. Lately, it's a lot of people have been saying, like, Pac is, you know, similar to the Pharaoh of Egypt, and, you know, I don't really agree with that, because Pac submitted to God as his Lord and Savior, Pac give all the glory and honor and respect to God. I can see that. This this fight, that this journey that Pac was on was very heavily influenced by God in heaven. And Pharaoh, you know, he was hard-hearted and he was, you know, hard-necked. And he had to be, his power had to be shown in his life in order for him to finally acknowledge who God was and free our people. Pac, I don't feel, would ever enslave our people. But you just never really know, you know. Some people have their reasons for comparing certain people to certain people. Maybe sometimes it's not really behind nothing, no real research or no real, like, it's no real reasons behind or logic behind stuff that people say sometimes it is. You got to give things a chance no matter what it is. Do not write stuff off because you're small-minded or closed-minded. That being said, I'm very loyal. And I know that loyalty matters because usually you place, God places you in certain environments around certain people to be loyal to them for a reason. You may be needed, they may be needed, but as soon as you switch up on the people that's been loyal to you and you've been loyal to them, what happens is you end up with disloyal people. You end up with people you never knew or never could trust and, you know, they've been plotting on you from the jump. That's what happens when you switch up on real loyal people. That being said, the people that you started with might not have never been loyal to you. They might not have never even wanted nothing to do with you. They may not feel no obligation to be loyal to you. They might not even like you at all. So sometimes you got to venture off and you got to find your actual, you know, crowd. You got to find your tribe. Because the people around me, they ain't never did nothing but try to hold me back and stop me for for my for my whole life. I don't care what nobody say. The Lord has revealed that, and, and God is not a liar. 
But I always knew it. Know that I just didn't. I didn't let it stop me from being loyal to them because of what I was taught growing up. This your blood, this your family, they're not going nowhere. You remain loyal to them no matter what because they family. But what if you ain't got nothing in common with them? But that's hard to believe when God don't make no mistakes. He made them your family for a reason. So I stay loyal to my family and I stay down. But every every chance that they get, they try to hold me down and keep me down and keep me from my potential while taking credit for all the great and wonderful, you know, like just brilliant things that I do. They want to take credit for my brilliance, but they don't want to acknowledge it. They want to take credit for my power, but they don't want to acknowledge it. They want to take credit for, you know, all these great qualities about me, but they never want to give me credit for them. And that don't even make sense to me. But, you know, that's how it be, because the Bible says a prophet is accepted everywhere but in their own hometown. Jesus was from Nazareth. Literally, his name is Jesus of Nazareth. But Nazareth rejected Jesus. They told him to get out of their city. And they told everybody there was no way he could be the son of God, even though he grew up right there, turning water into wine, walking on water, performing miracles as a young boy. But they still rejected Jesus. And that's just what it is. So sometimes you got to get out of your hometown to be recognized. And I see that's what it is because I've been a demon hunter my whole life. I've had I have a life work, life's work, a whole life's work of demons that I've been hunting my whole life. But now only just now am I being actually recognized by an entire community for being a demon hunter, because that's how your hometown will do you. That's how the people you grew up around will do you. They will sit right there up underneath your jeans and act as if you do not exist or act as if it is nothing special. Till you get around people who are actually willing to acknowledge that and appreciate that and actually respect you for it and once and then you act like you start wondering why you know the people around you want to switch up on you or even see you dead because they never wanted nobody to acknowledge that genius inside of you they've been trying to bury that for however long but it's whatever because like i said nobody can hide you for too long nobody can keep you down for too long nobody can keep you from your destiny that's what life is that's what it is and so i'm walking into this season where i'm you know I'm around individuals who have acknowledged who I am. They see who I am. But you know what? The same people who've been trying to keep me down and linked up with more people who would have been here anyways to hold me back because they never would have wanted me to have nothing. They didn't linked up with them in order to keep me down. Can you believe that? How people make friends out of enemies. But that being said, you know, I got God. I'm always going to be okay. You know, the Lord gave me wisdom in order to lead these people. And it ain't no way that nobody's going to be able to take that from you or take, you know, these opportunities the Lord is placing in my hands away from me. They can never do that. The only thing that they can do is make me think that they could. Or the only thing that they could do is sit up here and pretend in my face as if they really, you know, as if they really is a threat. They not. This biggie thing, I don't know how much it matters. But, you know, it comes right along with... This, you know, Miss Coretta Scott thing from yesterday and the day before. My birthday is tomorrow. Not that I celebrate birthdays anymore. Not that they matter. But my birthday is tomorrow. And my lucky number is 24. And I've been seeing number 24. And I've been seeing different things happen. And I don't know what this means. But I feel like the Lord has been telling me and guiding me to this word. You will not receive birthday gifts in the forms that you've been receiving them before. Your birthday gifts will be coming in different forms. 
from this from now on. One thing I do know is that the Lord does, you know, he does he does still get and receive birthday gifts. I remember around Christmas time, about two weeks before Christmas, the Lord said to Jesus said to God, he said, please, Lord, it's the only thing I want for my birthday. I remember him saying that about my life about my sister being delivered and about this situation coming to a halt, an end where, you know, we stop trying to kill each other over what? Like, and please don't let me, please don't let it be nothing real minuscule or simple or this never makes sense for you to ever kill somebody over. And it's going to be that period is going to be that But You know, regardless of anything, I am who I am. I'm still here. And I got to keep fighting. Sometimes I wonder what battle I'm supposed to really even be fighting. I just know, you know. This is this is very real for me. Like this this is my life, you know. All I know is this who I've been my whole life. You know, I go to the secret place to pray to God and then I come into this environment. All I know is they literally try to snatch all that up off of me. So that I can't even go to a private place and pray no more. I don't know how I, you know, I could have ever provoked that. And I don't know how I ever could have deserved that. But if this is a part of my assignment, it's something I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't know why everybody making me seem like the villain for getting it done. But that's what they going to do. They going to make you feel like you wrong. Or crazy. Or weird or weak. For being everything God called you to be. Because most more than likely, God is tearing down and and burning down doors, buildings, and with a lock on it that has shut people out like you out, individuality and differences out, in order to pave a new wave, to start a new wave through and in you, and that's fine. That's what I'm, you know, if that's what I'm here for, I'm here for that. I don't understand it. Like people are, you know, they always shun differences in individuality but when you finally fight past all of the adversities that you got to fight past in order to make it or become somebody everybody wants to celebrate your differences by then you would think that they will start celebrating differences after how many times differences have become legendary the differences in the individuality and in people has has you know made history revolutionary but they still shun differences they almost make it too easy because now you know that if you're different and you're strong and you really mean it, you can be a legend. That's really what it takes. That being said, though, the Lord has given me wisdom. It may not be all I need, but I'm also tough, very tough. And so people come at me, and I've been hearing a lot lately, like, she's going to wear you out. She's going to wear you out. And I think it's like, because I'm so tough, like, I keep, like, I'm good. I still keep getting up, and I'm okay. And it's like everybody's coming at me with all that they got. They wore out before I am. And I start looking at, you know, like the 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 sense behind it. You know, when somebody's tough and you get worn out before they do, long before they do, what it look like. Well, I've been analyzing this for a while. It looked like. You know, you wear yourself out until you tired and can't get up. And then they just step on you. But I wouldn't want to do that. Because I think that that's weak. I wouldn't want to give somebody a fair chance. Even if you ain't give me one. 
so I probably wouldn't step on you, even though I wore you out. Or you got worn out for coming at me, and you couldn't overpower me, or you couldn't beat me down before I before you, you know, got wore out. I still wouldn't give you a fair chance, so that's who I am. Because I don't even know if I appreciate or respect that kind of behavior. I'm tough, so I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to just, you know, let you wear yourself out. And then, once you wore out, I just step on you. I mean, it sounds like a fair fight, but to me, it don't feel like one. Especially when you know you you got an advantage in that area. But that being said, why not use your advantages? Why not use what you're born the advantage you're born with. Somebody else going to be born with another advantage. They won't have a problem using it on you. But that being said, you know, I know what I'm going to choose. I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let this world change me. I'm still going to keep a kind heart. I'm still going to help you when you fall. And if you really got to, if you got to do it that way, you got to feel like you got to beat me. And you got to try to wear me down. Then I guess by then you're going to get worn out because God is on my side. I didn't ask you to do it in order to provoke you to. But, you know, you wanted to do it anyways. When it comes down to it, I'm still going to help you up. No matter who you is. Like, I don't have no hate in my heart. I'm not driven to see nobody die. I'm not driven to see nobody obliterated. I'm not driven to see nobody hurt, you know, whether they deserve it or not. I don't have that in me. And nobody's going to change that about me. Satan is so... Crafty people think that they came up with these ideas on their own, like it's just some master idea. You're the first person ever thought of that. No, everything you're doing been thought of before, everything you're doing been done. Nothing is special, and nothing is new. And so, what that mean? God is the truth, follow Him out. He's the only way out. There's no other way out. None of this stuff is real, none of this stuff matters. But you know. I'm still in a situation where I guess I got to fight my way out of this. No matter what, to get to God it's what matters, you know? And I got to never lose sight of what is a waste of time and what isn't what God want me to do. Because, you know, all I can feel right now is like I'm tired. I'm worn down. I can't get up. Excuse me. I was told a few months ago, like, you broke me. And, you know, I felt something break in my body, in my spine. The Lord told me a year before that I was going to be broken. I was going to feel like I was ripped in half. Something was broken in my spine. And now it feels like somebody's trying to reconnect it. And it's crazy to me because I'm wondering what God going to do about it. And, you know, maybe God's wondering what I'm going to do about it. But, you know, I'm going to allow God to lead me. I'm going to allow him to lead me because I know for sure there's no way he's going to ever let the enemy get an advantage over me. These weapons may form, but they shall not prosper. I can't even imagine somebody wanting to, you know, so so badly to destroy me like that. I was always told I'm not a threat. I'm not tough. I'm not all this other stuff. But now it's so many different plans and so many different, you know, so many different just people, I guess, things set in, in place in order to destroy me, the nobody.
the lame. That's what they used to call me, the, the nobody, the lame. But now I got all these people who worry about everything I do that I can't even, you know, move forward without them having to have their hands on it, having to have a hand in it. But I'm a nobody. You know, be careful what somebody always say to you. Be careful what somebody always pointing out about you. Be careful what somebody always got to say about you. More than likely, that's the one thing that they are more afraid about, more afraid of you, that intimidates them the most about you. People used to always call me fat growing up. They used to always call me corny. They used to always call me a lame. They used to always call me all this different stuff. And it's like, I used to think, like, you wasn't never saying that and because you was intimidated by it. You were saying it because you really felt like it was true. And, of course, you was just trying to hurt me. But at the end of the day, when it come down to it, it's amazing how these things be the what, the main thing that draws that is drawing people to you or the main thing they so obsessed about you. Makes them so obsessed with you about. Like, I don't know. I've been going through some crazy sick stuff. In the last couple of years, where I found people are fetishizing these main these things that they just they said about me, the fact that I'm lame, I'm corny, and I'm not tough, all this stuff they didn't fetishized about me over these years, and now I gotta protect myself from them, and a whole on a whole nother spiritual level, with prayer, I gotta pray all the time, to protect myself from these people who can't keep their hands off of me. It's crazy, but this is life. Pay attention to things people tease tease you about. It's probably the 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 one thing they into. The main thing people be into is people be sick. Sick for real. I don't have time for it. That being said, you know, I'm not into the self-hate either. I'm trying to come out of that mindset. All that stuff I learned when I was younger to to, to hate myself. You know, when you're watching commercials and all you see is people who look exact opposite of you. You don't see people who look like you everyday people who teach you to love yourself, teach you that it's normal to look the way you look. I'm trying to come out of that. I don't want the world teaching me what's beauty, what beauty is. I don't want this world teaching me which way to go, what to love, what to learn, what to know. You know, the Lord has shown me that. The beauty comes from the inside, and it's everything that he's already placed inside of me. And it's amazing how they try to steal that from you and then give you all this nonsense on TV. You're trying to steal the real beauty and the real power that the Lord has given me, and you're trying to offer me all this nonsense, the stuff that you told me I can't have. And if I was after that, you would have said, I can't have that. But since I want the power and the beauty that the Lord has bestowed in me, the, the, the things that I was born with, now you want to give me all of that? When it's other people over here, they want all that. You don't want to get that to them because they want it. Come on now, get out of my face. I don't like this is how Satan is. He's torturous. He will never give you something you want. He will never want you to have something you want. Satan tries to bully you. You cannot allow Satan to bully you. That's easier said than done. Especially when you got a lot of other people around you that's influence around you. The Lord told me a while ago, pray for everybody around you. Because when Satan can't get to you, he's going to get to everybody around you. And I didn't think that it was going to go real far. But Satan got everybody in my family trying to sacrifice me for a contract or a million dollars. It went very far. 
When you think about it, it ain't as far. It ain't even as far as it could have went. It's never as bad as it could have been. That's what God always been, been saying to me every single day since this process started. It's never as bad as it could have been. Be grateful. Be grateful because it's not the worst. I wake up every day in a better situation than somebody else, even when it's hard for me to see, and I gotta pre- I gotta appreciate that. But. That being said, you know, a lot of stuff been brought into perspective. Individuals around me who swear they supposed to be a part of my life forever. But I don't see how you supposed to be a part of my life forever when you don't even fit my future. You barely fit the person I am now. How you supposed to last? That's torture. And of course Satan will want me to be tortured for the rest of my life when the Lord is offering me a way out. Satan is like, yeah. Take it. They they want to be a part of your life forever. You should just be glad that somebody wants to be a part of your life forever. Yeah, right. You are never supposed to just be glad somebody wants to be a part of your life forever. What you are supposed to do (laughs) is actually have somebody who can fit in your life forever. It don't matter if they feel like your standards are too high, whatever they're talking about. Trust me. Choose God. Choose God. This is not what it looked like. Nothing out here. You will never miss out on nothing choosing God. You will never miss out on a thing. People want you to believe you're going to miss out on stuff. You will not miss out on these things. And I finished watching that video about the king, the mansion of King Solomon in heaven. As I said, these demons was fighting my mind. Which you know, in the vision, excuse me, in the, in the video, what they said was that King Solomon's mansion remains empty. And that he never made it to his mansion in heaven. He never made it to his mansion in heaven because, you know, he went to hell. They're saying King Solomon is in hell. And, you know, with God turning his back on him at the end of his life, it kind of insinuates that King Solomon wouldn't have made it into heaven. But, you know, also read up about it and it said that, you know, the Lord promised to snatched out of his descendants' hands instead of his own, but that was concerning his kingdom. You know, there's no, it's not very clear on if he went to heaven or not. I seen my mansion in heaven. I never got to go in my room because it was a Hello Kitty room. And I don't know why, you know, always was this feeling of like, Hello Kitty. Like, I never really was super in love with Hello Kitty. I left Strawberry Shortcake for a while, but... It was never really a real character I felt like I wanted to be super surrounded by. At one point, I was super surrounded by Tinkerbell, but now I know that that was never really me either. So these characters and all this stuff like this is just not me. And I don't know. You know, I saw a full decorated Hello Kitty room, and I never got to walk in there. I never got to walk in it, and... It didn't make sense to me, but I think maybe it was somebody else. You know, somebody else has been trying to possess my body since I was 12 years old. That's what somebody told me in this process. Ever since you was 12 years old, this individual been trying to steal your body. Trying to steal your life because you grew up with your dad. I don't know if I believe all that. But I do remember when I was 12 years old, the Lord told this demon, whoever this was, the Lord said, you're not going to be able to keep her life forever. You are coming out. You're coming off her. 
I remember the Lord told this demon, like, your time is going to be up. You're going to die. That's what the Lord told this demon. And, you know, I thought the Lord was talking to me. I'm talking about, thank you, Lord. I, I want to die. wasn't me. This demon, all I heard was, no. And they knew it was the truth. It's like, he's telling the truth. That's God. So maybe this is the prophecy on my life that they've been talking about since I got here. Maybe they're here to help. Maybe they're here to stop it. I don't know. Because for, for me, what I've been noticing is it's so many different people around me who are actually paying to see this be stopped and be hindered and, you know, prevent these, you know, prevent this from actually happening in my life. You know, I've been offered money, like, $2 million, like, to, you know, to what? I don't know. I've been wondering ever since they offered me the money, what am I, what was that money for? They, like, I give you $2 million two days before a fight happened. I never knew it was going to happen. And I'm like, what are you giving me money for? You know? But, you know, I know God is intentional because I never took that money. I never took a cent of that money. And and I'm still here today. And now we about to see. We about to see what it means. We about to see what they meant by this. This whole situation, what happens, because something I've been thinking about lately is like, you know, I've been thinking about lately how the money, you know, you know, people would tell you, if you don't take this money, then you're just going to die. And then, you know, it's always a possibility that they will kill you. You know, they possibly have gotten away with this stuff before because think about it. Would they be so confident enough to attack your life, offer you some money when you don't go the way that they want you to go and then keep trying to actively kill you every single day if they haven't possibly gotten away with that many times before it's a possibility that they can get away with killing you after offering you money that you do not take but you know God you know is in my life God is so prevalent in this situation has shown up for me and I wonder how many times he showed up for other people and how they possibly could have got away with it as many times as they did, if they ever did before, to be as confident as they are. You know? It, it just makes you wonder, like, how you ever got away with this the way God's showing up for me? I know he didn't show up for everybody else. So I guess it all comes down to the fact that some people just sell outs. Some people just like, I'm taking the money. Or I don't trust God. I can't wait on him. He's not going to make it happen for me. Even though I know he's here. And I, w- I could have never got through without him. You know? So that being said, you know, I trust that he's going to bring me out of this. There ain't no way in a world they get away with this. Ain't no way. So 
I noticed some I noticed another another thing while I was watching TV today. So I was watching Power before and now I was watching State Property. And I know you're not supposed to watch a lot of TV or take a lot from these movies, but these movies are based on real life events, stuff that happen in real life a lot of times. Otherwise they wouldn't even be good entertainment. That being said, you know, God speaks through a lot of this entertainment, a lot of these different shows. And as I'm watching these shows, watching these movies, what I'm thinking is like, you know, if this don't happen that way, that's going to happen this way. And that's going to happen this way. Or it could be happening that way. You're not supposed to. And every single time I think about these things, all I know is I hear you right. You are so right. That's exactly what's going to happen for real. And I always hit the nail on the head. And it's been happening for a while now. I'm not going to depend on it too much. But this has been happening for a little while where... I am calling everything. I'm calling everything because I know the truth that is God. I know the truth that is God. I mean, street knowledge and book knowledge is great. But it's about knowing God at the end of the day and knowing how he's going to do something. You will never be able to call God's move, but you can pick up on different things that you know. You ain't never getting away with that with a God in heaven. So I don't even know why you tried that. You know, some people just so bold. You know, they will really try stuff, put their hands on something that you know full well. You was not in a way with that. Ain't no way. But some people know better. Some people have experienced God on so many different levels in their life that they know not to touch something. They see something going a certain way and they like, nah, because I know God is real. So I know better than ever go that way or touch something. You know, so... Some people just bold enough to still touch it anyways. And I'm telling you, he always making an example out of them. God always showing his power. But then at the same time, not always. Sometimes people get away with stuff. Sometimes things happen, you know. And I think that it's part of the balance of knowing that all things are possible. But also at the same time, know who your father in heaven is. Know that regardless if he lets something go, it's only for his good and all, all according to his good will. He knows what he's doing. But that don't mean you go about it thinking that you bigger or better, that you could do stuff like that and get away with it. No, you're going to have to answer. He don't have to answer nobody. He can do what he want to do. People always need to be humbled in that way. There's so many people out here who believe, if God did it, I could do it better. What? You ain't God. What makes you think based off of the small stuff that you do know, your brain can hold, that you could ever hold a torch to God who know everything? People be be killing me with this stuff. And, you know, just yesterday, I was about to eat, and then I heard somebody say something like, you know, they said something pertaining to, like, now I can't remember, but it was like, I could do a way better job than God, or, I can do this bigger, better than God, or I'm better than God, or something like that. And it caught me off guard because I was like, you can't be that stupid. Like, you got to be kidding me right now. Like, you must be. You got to be joking. Like, I'm just, this is why this whole time I'm like, this is not real. None of this stuff is real. They got to be playing with me because ain't no way they really think, for real, that they is like, really built like that for real people be thinking they built like that for real built built tougher built for a tough like built bigger than better than than god nobody in the whole world could ever satan tried to that's his right hand and his best friend he got thrown out of heaven and that's who you listening to it's not gonna work 
But that being said, you know, I think God must have a plan for, you know, each and every single last person's situation I ever tried that to have to answer to somebody who always knew better. Like, who gonna get mad that you try something like that? Who gonna be like, what? You will never fight my God. You thought you were about to fight my God? You thought you was actually about to have a real battle with my God? You thought you was gonna actually post up with God, though? No, you gonna post up with me. He sent me. That's what this is. So, you know, I don't like to do too much bragging because he don't even like doing it like that. It's about love. It's about, you know, protecting God's kingdom and God's people. It's about knowing better. It's about being humble. It's about operating in the spirit of love and humility. That's the only way you can ever beat pride, vanity, and arrogance. So oftentimes you have to shed these type of, you know, mindsets, these things, you know, that hold you back because that's the only time, you know, the enemy can ever get an advantage over you. I just saw my angel fighting for me. So I already know, you know, that the enemy... He don't like waking. He don't like you waking the people up. He don't like you speaking out against this stuff. He don't like you being confident in God. He don't like this type of stuff. He know. I know that there's so many different forces fighting me right now. And even though they look like they play in the background, like they don't really care. Like I'm not really a big deal. Like none of this really matter. Like I walk down the street and I feel like I'm guarded like the president. And the Lord has given me a word on that. It was this man walking down the street. He had guards around him, angels guarding him. And somebody else had one angel, and they was like, who is that? And it was, they was like, must be the president or something. And it was like, nope, just a believer. That's how I feel every single day. Every single day, all I ever hear is, who is that? Who must that be? Because God got angels guarding me like the president, how Satan is on my destiny. You will not keep me from nothing. Nothing you want to be able to keep me from. Everything, every effort that you put into this coming back tenfold on your head. You will not do this to God's child. You cannot harm God's child. When he sends somebody on assignment for him, you better know to keep your hands off of them. Keep your hands off of it. You're supposed to be smarter than that. When you ever been able to beat God, when Satan never won against God, God always winning and you still tried that. You, you a fool. You deserve it. You should have known better. That being said, you know, I still pray for everybody. I feel like if God can save me, he can save anybody. All can be brought to repentance. And God can penetrate any heart. So I never wish nothing, not even on my worst enemy. I don't wish hell on you. I don't wish death on you. The Lord been telling me that since I was younger. Do not wish hell on nobody. You be in danger of hell. Do not wish. Do not call nobody stupid. You are in danger of hell. Do not, you know, tell nobody you hate them. You're in danger of hell. Operating the spirit of love. Stay away from this stuff. Satan is always trying to find a door or a window. <laughs> Excuse me. Or a crack in the wall he can crawl into or in through. But he won't get my family. He won't get my destiny. He won't get my faith. He won't get nothing. He won't get nothing out of this. You know, but a long, hard fight. That's it. That being said, you know. It's so much, it's so much, you know. It's 
it is just so much that the Lord has guided me into, and I just want everything He has for me. I don't like I'm not promising saying nothing. Like it's a lot of people, they get into a a a, 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 a crawl hole, you know, they get into a cornered into a place, and they just like listen, man, I promise this, I promise that. I'm not promising you nothing, you know, cause God gonna give me everything. I don't have to promise you nothing. You're not getting nothing off of me. Say He wanna make you promise you gonna do something like. Promise you won't never do this again. Promise you won't ever do that again. And you know what? You probably won't because if it's not according to that word in that Bible, you're probably not going to do none of that again. But I don't have to promise say nothing. You are not nobody to me. You know, even though I'll be promising it to God, I still don't have to promise it because God already know what I'm going to do. What am I promising anything to you for? People be like, I promise God I'm not going to never do this never again. Don't even make no promises you can't keep. Because Satan love those points. Oh, I got them to the point where they promise they're not going to do something again. So then when they get into this next place that I possibly I possibly can get them to, and I beat them down twice as much as I didn't beat them down today. And I done brought seven demons harder than what I am. You know, and they promise they would never do that. And they do it. They're going to just give up on God altogether because they're going to feel too guilty to even face him. I'm going to keep them out of God's presence with this. Don't promise nothing. Don't promise nothing. You can't keep that promise. Don't don't promise it. Only thing you need to promise God is that you love him. Period. Don't even promise that. Don't promise nothing. Because how can you say you love God? You know? When God is love and his love is dying on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Giving his entire life. Nobody could ever compare to love. And you don't know what love is. Like God. You can't even say you love God. God love you though. That's what it is. But that being said, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep fighting. It is what it is, you know. There's so many different things going on. And I trust that God is going to make this work out, you know. So much stuff being revealed lately. I don't even know I'm going to be able to keep. But, you know, it's plans, it's plots, you know, to keep. All these different wonderful things that God's poured into me. But you know what? The Lord's told me don't fight them on nothing. If they take it, let them have it. All of it. I hear people, you know, rationing out my things like they divided God Jesus' clothes when he was dying on the cross. They divided Jesus' jacket. They out there dividing the different things, the power that God has placed into me, the talents that God has given my spiritual gifts. They're dividing these things between each other. And they can have it. Because God got something so much bigger and greater for me in heaven. So we're going to see what happens. You know, because God always wins. That being said, I know it's like so many people want me fighting over this stuff. They want me fighting. Satan. I don't want to say so many people. Satan want me fighting about this stuff. Get mad. You know, they took your stuff. Here, take it back. Don't let nobody take nothing from you. Here, let me teach you how to take. I don't want to take. I don't want to learn nothing that don't feed, that don't fuel the fire that like that, you know, the fire inside me that is for and of God. And that's no shade to nobody because I appreciate whatever part or portion anybody has played that, that helps me get towards or stay in a race fighting for God. Everything outside of that, I don't know how I'm supposed to appreciate it. But I will appreciate that too because the Lord said appreciate the bad just as much as the good, even more than the good. But... I know it's clear 
my intentions and that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay holding on to. I'm not gonna let this I'm not gonna let the devil try and confuse my intentions. If it's not for of God, I don't want it. That's what it is.